Penn State left tackle Olu Fashanu has a big statement game this Saturday versus the Michigan Wolverines. It's time for him to prove why he is offensive tackle one of the 2024 NFL Draft. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network. But I got to kick this thing over to my guy, Mr. LSU, 2019 national champion with them LSU Bengal Tigers, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, man, and we are back at it with another episode. That is myself, Keith Sanchez, Damian Parsons, your dynamic duo, man, talking everything NFL draft, man, whether that's college football, NFL football. We always say it starts with the NFL draft, man, over here. So, DP, today's show, man, we have a make a statement, right? You already hinted at the top of the show, and we're talking about Olu Fushano. And then guess what, DP? I have my own Michigan Wolverine that I want to make a statement. Also, then we're hitting them with the where you at second where we call out the top prospects that was entering the season right they haven't necessarily been performing at that top tier level and we talk about why why is this going on right so we break down schemes schematics coaching right or is it just play and effort right we'll go through that and then we're going to finish this thing off with the rookie spotlight highlighting the top rookies that need to perform well for the nfl team to get a win this weekend so dp man before we get that thing started man why don't we hit them with a title sponsor this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Keith Olu Fashanu, a guy that both of us graded very high, like top five type mm-hmm. of grades in this during summer scouting, right? Offensive tackle for Penn State. The, up to, to up until the Ohio State game. He hadn't really been tested, right? Because you think about last year, of course, you know, you got Illinois, you got Iowa, stuff like that. But, like, Iowa doesn't have a Lucas Van Ness this year, right? Illinois' defense has taken a step back, right, on their D-line and different things like that. So, besides Jerzon Newton, Olu Fashanu got his first test against Ohio State. And the numbers, by the numbers, Keith, he's given up, what, eight to nine pressures and hurries. And about five or six of those came in the Ohio State game. His that his performance versus Ohio State versus JT Two and Maloa, like that that his performance in that game was very up and down, a lot of peaks and valleys. And in the in the wee moments of that game, in the, in the clutch moments of that game, where their offense needed to sustain drives, JT was able to get into him. Right, he was able to get his hands fitted, drive him back. Um, you know, and Olu has to he's he's still raw with his hands, Keith. He, he uses a technique that's called the forklift, where he's bringing his hands, his hand carriage is low, and he's bringing his hands up into his into his defenders. He's he's an inside hand puncher, and while that works because his arm length is so great, his power, he, he's a freak of nature. But when other guys are able to shed that first inside hand punch, now you give up the inside track. Now you give up your chest and you lose leverage. 
So for me, this is a big-time moment for Olu because you're going up against Michigan, who will throw a variety of rushers your way. You got to go out here and pitch a shutout like you did last year. Now, DP, I like that call out of Olu Fashano. We talk about the Big Ten, right, and how everything is on one side of the division, right? The Ohio States, the Penn States, the Michigans, right? And, Ohio, and then this, this schedule is kind of backloaded. So this is where we're going to see the most competition, well, I guess high-level competition from Olu Fashano. But he's battling, DP, not just – himself right this is a deep offensive tackle class but there's a lot mm-hmm. of people not just joe out right it's jordan morgan it's king kingsley Suwamatu, right and we can continue uh jc latham right we can continue to go on and on this may be the record for how many offensive tackles are taken in the first round i truly believe that that can happen dp you you went with olu fushanu i'm gonna go with jj mccarthy go ahead and make that statement young man i think right now everything is surrounded with um the, the the scandal right everybody's talking about michigan in the sand scandal and if it's the national media's if the players deserve it and everything else and it's like oh it's only a production thing because they knew mm-hmm. what the other team was doing jj mccarthy go make a statement right all eyes are on you we know you know one thing going on right now right is that that's not happening as far as the 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 sick the, the sign stealing and things like that so go make a statement penn state you watched ohio state play penn state right in ohio state had to kind of pull away late in that game if I'm J.J. McCarthy, I'm trying to make a, sta- make a statement and put my stamp on this game. It's like, nah, I am an upper echelon quarterback. And that same defense that Kyle McCord struggled with for the, for the majority of the game, I'm going to come out there and blitz them early and often, right? Because we know what type of game Penn State is going to play. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come out there. I'm going to toss the rock. And I hope that Harbaugh lets him toss the rock, man, because I truly believe, DP, that we probably – I'm J.J. McCarthy – there's a high chance he may finish as my my quarterback three, right? And I haven't dove all the way into it, but I've watched enough J.J. McCarthy to know that the arm talent is there, the strength, um, his ability to read defenses, right? He's athletic. He's mobile. I like a lot of the things he does. He does, he makes NFL-style throws. So I want to go ahead and toss that thing to J.J. McCarthy and say, hey, make him a statement, make a statement, put everybody on notice right now. Keith, I, <clears throat> I love that call out. And this is what I want for the rest of this year from Michigan. Remember when Spygate happened with the New England Patriots and they yeah. came out in that undefeated year and it was the very first game and they made that statement like, okay, Tom Brady's like, oh, so you guys want to question my greatness? Say less. I'm going to try and drop 50 every single week. I'm not going to take pity. I think it was because that was the year they still had, they had, they had a Randy Moss, right? And that was a record-breaking year. They went undefeated. You know, Randy Moss broke the touchdown, the, the touchdown, the receiving touchdown record. I want Michigan and, and, and Jim Harbaugh to take that type of approach, Keith, where when they, when you play out like this, this game starts that right. You go out there, J.J. McCarthy, let J.J. McCarthy sling it like, OK, you think you think we need your sign your, to steal your signs and your signals to, to beat yep. you? Say less. I want to come out here and I'm going to dominate this game. Right. Then dominate the next. Then when when Ohio State walks in, Kyle McCord, you better get ready to throw it seventy times because we're going to take the run game out of the equation because we're trying to score from the opening kickoff. I that's the type I love that JJ McCarthy call out Keith. I want the entire Michigan team to make a statement and, and, you know, for the rest of this year. Right, go go to the to the college football playoffs if they if they don't ban you out of it, and not just go there, make it to the national championship and throttle who's ever across the field from you. That's how you shut that stuff up by going out there and dominating. Because TCU said, "Yeah, we know they was trying to steal our signs, so we gave them dummy signs, and when it happened, they did beat you. So now you show people the signs don't really matter no more." 
Yep, I agree. Two people talking about dominate, right? We are dominating this draft season early on, early and often, DP. But coming up next, man, we have our Where You At segment. Like I said, man, we talk about the top top prospects that we're heading into this season that may not necessarily be performing as well. So this is definitely a segment you will want to stay tuned. That's coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft is brought to you by Prize Picks. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Guys, with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now, can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every week. This week on Prize Picks, I'm taking quarterback for the New York Giants, Tommy DeVito, for less than 165 and a half passing yards versus the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We spend a lot of time talking together, guys. You and I, we get fired up together over wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for this connection that we have. And today I want our chat to get a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get one year supply of ED medications. Do you realize what that means? Whether you're on an extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply chain shortage, you are covered, my friend, thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio prescriptions. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in half to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Clemson defensive lineman Tyler Davis. Where you at? And the reason why I asked this question, Keith, this was a guy that if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure I had like a second round grade on him like a mm-hmm. high grade. He's listed at 6'2", 300 pounds. And coming off of uh, off of last year now, and also he's he's like 23 years old, right? He could have entered the draft last year. He, he had accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl. Then he went back. Dabo recruited him back. He went back to Clemson. Last year, Keith, seven sacks, seven QB hits, uh, 22 hurries and pressures, right? All of that. Now this year, right, we got this is the last couple weeks of the regular season, two sacks, one QB hit. 12 hurries and just kind of watching I, I, when I watch this team, I, I still feel like he's making an impact, but it's nowhere near the size of impact that he's accustomed to making. And this is a guy that kind of comps to a Grady Jarrett in terms of his body type and different things like that. He's quick, he's strong body control. He's got the, the, the ability to distort his frame to fight through double teams and get into the backfield. He can slice through gaps, you know, in the zone run game. Like he's a talented player. But you're just I'm not feeling that talent right now where you got a TJ Parker uh, to Marion Parker. TJ Parker is a freshman, true freshman. 
He has more sacks. He's more impactful when you watch the tape and you watch these games on, on third and longs and, and those pass rush situations. He's making more of it, more headway and more impact than Tyler Davis. So I need to see him. I think they got Georgia Tech this week who's playing better football. Haynes King, like, has transferred to Georgia Tech and reinvented himself. Young man's playing good ball. Tyler Davis, you got to go out there and, and, and cause some havoc, man. Like, I, I need to feel that presence from a guy that I gave a high second-round grade to. Yeah, no, I, I like that call out DP because it's a big name. And then, you know, we talked about how talented, talented this Clemson defense is, right? Defense is, right? And it's, 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 it's depth also, right? Where they have your, your freshman defensive lineman, he's coming in and make plays. Um, then I seen that, I can't even remember his name, but it's another, I think, six, five, 300 pound defensive lineman that they had that made some plays last week, too. So this, this is a very deep D line rotation. But you would, like you say, you would think he would be fresh. And then his play style, right, would kind of lean itself more towards being able to get sack production, right? Because he does have that, 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 that explosiveness, that first step quickness, you know, and things like that. So I, I definitely think Tyler Davis is a good call out. DP, I'm going to go with this, man. I'm, I'm obviously, I'm in LSU country, right? And there's a, a pretty decent matchup. Obviously, LSU lost last week to Alabama, but. Still a, a rivalry game, right? And you've seen it in Swamp Kings, right? It was Florida come Florida comes down here, and it's a big time football game. So it's a big time football game, Florida versus LSU. Florida defense is struggling, DP, and LSU defense is struggling also, right? But what I'm gonna say is, is this that when we watched the matchup um, of Alabama versus LSU, what you've seen was obviously LSU has Malik Neighbors who still went off, right? And he went for 170. Then you have Brian Thomas on the other side there, right? I think he had three catches for 50 yards or something like that. He was pretty condensed majority of the game. So I'm going to put this on the Florida cornerbacks, right? The Florida DBs that they can step up to the situation. But then also one player in particular, right? And that's Jason Marshall. Like you said, when he came in, everybody had potential second round grade, third round grade. Can he sneak in the back end of the first? Because he's everything you want as far as from a physical measurable standpoint, right? 6'1", 200 pounds. He can run, has length. He checks all of the boxes. But to be honest, DP, when I watched the film at this point, Jason Marshall is struggling at this, at this point, right? Like it's just some, something is not clicking for him, right? And, and I want to see if he's able to match up with these guys. And these are the type of games, DP, that if you perform well, they start to turn you around mentally, right? And I think that's what it looks like for Jason Marshall. Kind of, he's mentally a little bit in the hole, right? Like he, he's in a reactive standpoint, but he's also trying to make up for his past mistakes. And it's one of those things where they say, well, cornerbacks, DP, you, you what? You have to have short-term memory loss, right? You have to forget about it. Like if, if you give up a big play, you got to go to the next one because then you, you're always in a place of where you're trying to make up for the last player's mistake. But guess what? You can't make up for that deep post no more because now the wide receiver is running a comeback, right? And then when you're trying to make up for the comeback, you're trying to jump that route, and now he hits you with a double move, right? So you right. you just want to get in an advantageous situation. So I'm going to put it on Jason Marshall from Florida. I want to see I want to want to see you. All right. I want to see you show up. You're going to go against Brian Thomas. You're going to go against Malik Neighbors. Right. Uh, uh, Kyron Lacey, another wide receiver from LSU. And just show up. Just make some plays, be able to turn that thing around and move forward. No, nah, Keith, I'm, I'm with you on that, because like you said, and, and this is a quietly kept. This is a good cornerback class, like because <clears throat> at the same time, we have guys like Wake Forest's Kalen Carson. Right. Like there, there's a lot of different corners. Uh, you know, Mike Sanstrell over at, at Michigan, former wide receiver that converted over the corner and he's playing high level football. There's a lot of corners. Nehemiah Pritchett, DJ James at Auburn. Right. Kamari Lassler, Javon Bullard at Georgia. Like there's a lot of corners. So for especially for for Jason Marshall, like you want to see him bounce back. And, and this is a game 
Like every prospect has that, especially in these big conferences, Keith. Every prospect has that game where their scouts are like, "That's that that's your draft game. That's your draft stock mm-hmm. game." You got Malik Neighbors. You got Brian Thomas Jr. You got two wide receivers who's been dominating every matchup they've seen in 2023. Now it's your chance to where – and even if you only – okay, you only get targeted three times against uh, Malik Neighbors. But say you get targeted ten times total, seven times versus Brian Thomas, and you have two – allow two catches for 18 yards, that's a great performance, and that's a performance that will build back up the hope that – us as draft analysts and even scouts who had high grades on you coming out of the summer, uh, that will build rebuild that hope and build it back up where we look at it as like, okay, maybe this ship can be steered back on track for Jason Marshall. Yeah, for sure. And like we say, he has all the physical tools. DP, one other guy I want to name is another big time in-state. Well, not well, this one is an in-state game. I'm sorry, but it involves Florida schools, right? We're talking Florida State versus Miami this week. And you're talking about, man, there's gonna be a lot of good college football on. And talking about, first of all, it's a rivalry game, right? But then secondly, Florida State rolls in as the number four team in the country, DP, right into Miami. And then Miami, you have an opportunity as a rivalry game to upset Florida State, derail the entire situation. Miami is sitting, I believe what Miami's sitting at six and three, I believe. And I, I can't remember if they're still in contention for the ACC, but I think they are. I think they still in contention for the ACC. Then Florida State, like you said, you have the opportunity to knock Florida State out of it. And I want to put it on quarterback Tyler Van Dyke, DP. Tyler Van Dyke heading into the 2022 season, right? Everybody was really excited about him because he threw for 2,900 yards. Everybody was really excited. Then he came back for the 20. 2022 season and he only threw for 1800 yards right so it's a follow from the 21 season where he threw for 2900 to the 22 season where he only threw for 1800 yards then right now 2023 dp he's sitting at 2000 yards right 16 touchdowns 11 11 interceptions right you have a couple more games to the season so you see he'll probably finish somewhere around that 23 ish to 24 touchdown you know touchdown season or whatever but having a big game like this because i think this quarterback market or the quarterback draft class i think it's not i'm what am i trying to say it may not be as deep as we think it's going to be because i think some quarterbacks are going to decide to come back because this class is so deep right and tyler van dyke i believe tyler is a senior at this point so i don't know if he's going to try to come back another year how much eligibility has but you enter this thing, DP, and you, you're able to beat Florida State, right, and put that notch under your belt. He has the arm talent. When you watch him, he can throw the football. He can sling the rock, right? And we talked about quarterbacks when we are talking about the New York Jets option. This is a guy that I totally forgot, right? And that's why you're on my where you at segment, right? Because I totally forgot about you as a quarterback prospect, but I remember watching you throw the football. I remember watching you the past two years and be like, man, this guy really has talent. So I'm going to go with Tyler Van Dyke, DP, as my other where you at guy. You could put him as a make a statement, right? Kind of both of the blend of both um, for him to perform well against Florida State this week. No, I like that, Keith. And this guy who's, he went, like you said, his stock went from, you know, almost through the roof, you know, the expectations to now it's out of sight, out of mind. And we have, we have to ask, where are you? Right. So I, I like that name called Keith. And he's got a big time matchup with Florida State because you go out there and you ball. And let's say you knock off them Seminoles, right? You knock them down. Uh, knocked them down the, the 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 AP rankings and the, the the playoff committee looks at them a little differently and different things like that. You can be kind of what the NFL teams do, like yeah, we may be out of the playoff picture, but we're trying to spoil Christmas, baby. Mm-hmm. And you can do that if if you Tyler Van Dyke and, and this uh, Miami Hurricanes team. 
Yeah, now I agree with DP. Let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it flowing with our third segment for the show. And that is the rookie spotlight. Well, where we highlight the rookies that need to perform well. And DP, I'm gonna give a sneak peek. I'm picking a quarterback. I'm picking a rookie quarterback, DP, that needs to perform. So coming up next, man, coming up with rookie spotlight. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Guys, one of my favorite mantras to live by is it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So no matter how 2023 began for you you can really end it the way you want to. But it's easy to get into a downward spiral or struggle with like seasonal blues because the year is about to end and things don't look the best for you, right? This time of year can be a lot and it's natural to feel some type of stress, sadness, or even anxiety about it, okay? But therapy can be a bright spot for you amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, something to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools you need to manage everything going on guys i know for myself personally that's one of the big things for me is being able to have someone that's objective that that can i can talk to and that will listen to everything that i have to say so if you're thinking about starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule find your bright spot this season with better help visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash locked on Rookie spotlight always shines bright, Keith. And my rookie spotlight is shining on Jacksonville Jaguars offensive tackle, who they selected in the first round, Anton Harrison out of the the University of Oklahoma. And Keith, why is he my spotlight, guys? Why is he on the spot? Why is the spotlight on him? He's going up against the San Francisco 49ers. For one, this is a defensive team that's coming off of three three consecutive losses. And right before the deadline, they add Chase Young. And why is that so important? Because now it's 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 you have to face probably both at this point, Keith. Chase Young and um Nick Bosa, right? Nick Bosa has 25 or 15 QB hits and sacks. And then you look at Chase Young, and Chase Young has 27 hurts, five QB hits, and six sacks. So he's out there getting to the quarterback. Both of these guys are getting to the quarterback. So Anton. If it was just Nick Bosa, you might have some moments where you can breathe. You can rest. You can be like, okay, I got Drake Jackson. I have somebody else. I don't have Nick Bosa. Yeah, now you don't have that opportunity because if Nick Bosa is not on your side, Chase Young is going to be. And in this game, you're going to have to protect. Not only will you have to protect Trevor Lawrence, but open up running lanes for Travis for, uh, for, for Travis Etienne too, so that you can stay balanced as an offense. No, I, I I like that. I like that a whole lot, DP. And it's and, it, and that is going to be important, right? That's going to be extremely important what uh what Anton Harrison does at that tackle position. So especially for you know what the Jaguars want to be, right? In another high level matchup, you want to show up and show out, right? And the Jaguars they have every opportunity to be one of the better teams in the AFC, right? Like to kind of stake their claim because the the Kansas City Chiefs they're winning games, but they're kind of ah it's not it's not last year, right? I don't know if the the Kansas City Chiefs you respect them. But I don't know if you fear them anymore, right? Like the Buffalo Bills, right? Like you just, I don't even know if it's either or at this moment, right? If it's a respect or fear, right? Then, you you know, you go down the list, obviously the Ravens, but the, the Jaguars are, have clearly planted themselves right there. And Anton Harrison, I agree with you, is going to be a very important person. DP, I told you, I told everybody, I was picking a quarterback. I am going to quarterback Will Levis, DP. He is facing who? The Tampa Bay Bucks, right? And in, in We'll have a conversation that's not necessarily fair, right? But you can best believe everybody listen to this on Friday. The conversation is going to happen nationally come this weekend, right? And the conversation is going to be 
what did CJ Stroud did to, to the to the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? Will Levis, what are you going to do to the Tampa Bay Bucks? That's that's just going to be the conversation. Is it necessarily fair? Are they playing with the same cards? Probably not, right? There's not the same situation, and Steve Stroud has played more games already than what Will Levis has, so it's not necessarily fair. But the conversation will happen, DP, and I, I put it on Will Levis is this, that this is the third game, right? The, the, the first one was against – I'm blanking. You came in against the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons you played well with. That was four touchdowns, right? Three, four deep plays, big time, boom, superstar, right? Played the Steelers, right? Not so much. You threw three interceptions in one drive, but only one count, right? Now we get to this week, DP, and this is kind of, I think, you know, just because it's the third time around, people are gonna kind of going to want to see which side, right? Like this is kind of going to be the deciding factor side for fans, right? Whether they're going to be extremely excited about the future or question marks. And then they're going to be thinking, hey, what if Texas rookie quarterback did this? Why our rookie quarterback couldn't can't do this, right? And not saying that I think it's necessarily fair, but I do want to put the spotlight on him because I want to see how does he play? Because even in a Steelers matchup, and I said this before that I wasn't going to make a decision on how I felt about Will Levis as an NFL quarterback based on that Steelers matchup either. Right. Just because, I mean, that's TJ Watt. That's Alex Highsmith. That's Cam Haywood. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's the Steelers defense. Plus there's only two games. Yeah. And, and it's only two games. So, but I, I don't think fans are going to react like that DP. And like we said, if you continue to lose, they may be done with you fairly quick. Like that's, and that's the part that they can potentially put themselves in. And that's the conversation that we're going to have to have on this, right? Like you have no idea how Will Levis is going to play. If, if it's up and down, is that, is the down enough for some fans and, you know, potentially some people inside the Tennessee buildings that, you know what, let's just go with Drake May, right? So I think right. every week is going to be important for Will Levis going down the stretch because you're trying to hold off from them feeling like the, the social pressure, right, from the fan base, then the general manager, the, the owner, feeling like, man, we got to go get one of these, quote-unquote, generational talented quarterbacks. So that's why I'm going to put it on um, on Will Levis this week. And, and I like that, Keith, because and what it feels like right now is that every quarterback <laughs> is trying to fight off Caleb Williams and Drake May right now. Yeah, that's like, you know what I mean? That's what you do. You, you kind of – Listen, if you lose, you lose twice. If you win, you win twice, right? You right. you win, you win the game, and then you get yourself out of draft position, right? Like, you know what? We get to get it's, away from it. It's insane. That it, I don't recall a draft where it's been like this. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. hey, man, if we, you know, hopefully we keep winning, but if we don't, it we got a bad. shot. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it feels no, it's, very NBA, like NBA-like. Like, we're trying it's, to, it's, like, teams are like, well. All right, by week 14, we know we feel like we in full tank mode. Like by week 13, whatever, like we know where we are. But I, I agree with you, like Will Levis. And and like you said, if, if they keep losing, the key is how does he play? If, if he's playing well and the team just loses, then you're like, okay, it's not Will. But if you're losing it because of, right? You If you lose in spite of Will, all right, cool. If you lose because of Will, because he's throwing multiple interceptions and <clears throat> he's inaccurate or anything. If the, if it bottoms out, then you have to have that difficult conversation. Like, all right, do we go year two with this? Do we, do we pass up on one of these quarterbacks and go to year two? Do we select another quarterback? That would be three quarterbacks in three consecutive drafts. And it's like, all right, we got to figure something out. So I, I'm with you. I like, the, I like that rookie spotlight, Keith. And DP, if the Titans haven't showed us anything, right, is that 
their plan is not to have a plan, right? That's where they are with this thing, right? Now they plan is just, they, they just wake up each and every day and how they, it depends on which side of the bed they wake up on, right? It's how they're going to, got how they're going to handle their front office and roster management perspective, man. It's just, you know, it's interesting. I think the, the thing is with the Titans DP, I think that there is no hierarchy of decision-making, right? I think that the general manager doesn't necessarily make all of the roster decisions. I think the head coach has input. I think everything is split. It seems like it's split 33, 33, 33. That's why any situation you could get three possible different incomes, right? I mean, outcomes, I'm sorry. And so I think that's what's wrong with the Titans is that there needs to be some type of hierarchy as far as who's making this decision, who's making this decision so that way we can move this thing forward and kind of have a clear blueprint for moving forward. But DP moving forward, DP moving forward, we're getting deeper into this NFL draft conversation, man. Like I said, man, the content continues to get better. The conversation continues to get better, man. We want to say thank you, man, for top, top, tapping in with us each and every single day. I want to say shout out to our everydayers, man. Thank you, man. You can find me, Keith Sanchez, on X at the Talent Co. You can find DP Damian Parsons. You can find him at DP underscore NFL, man. Like we always like to say, man, yeah, y'all come talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Listen, guys, on tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, 1030 Eastern time, me and Keith will be back on YouTube live, breaking down prospects and matchups in a couple big time games as the regular season for college football starts to wind down and we get closer and closer to the draft season, which means big time moments need big time players to make big time plays guys listen as always talk to us because we do talk back come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the locked on podcast network your team every day